following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. I didn't help Mason any with race car driving except for at the end of every practice that he was going to have a raid coming up, whether he was going to Florida or out west or someplace like that. I just say, but man, just don't wreck and don't burn out. I just, you got you to gotta come back in here. This is Mark Taylor, wrestling official with the GWSAA. You're listening to the first takedown. No back. I never wrestled. But I've been around the sport on both a personal and professional level for more than 40 years, and I know its importance in Middle Tennessee and across the state. That's why we're bringing you the first Takedown Podcast, to get you up close and personal with the headliners in wrestling throughout the area. We'll be discussing the top wrestlers, programs, coaches, and events over the course of the season as we move toward crowning state champions. Get ready for a first Takedown. Hey, welcome into this week's first takedown. I'm Maurice Patton, and joining me is um, one of the more intriguing figures in mid-state wrestling in that longtime coach, current official, Mark Taylor, joining us here. Um, and, and I don't know, Mark, do I refer to you as coach now, or, or what's what's the reference here? Uh, don't ever stop saying coach, because I wouldn't know when to turn around. It's- <laughs> pretty good content like this sounds good coach mark taylor joining us here and um one of my favorite guys in in the local high school wrestling scene and really really an intriguing background um wrestled for ronnie carter at overton um coached with ralph gabriel at overton um, led his own program at Franklin Road Academy for, for more than 15 years. And as of recently, like I said, put on the stripes and, and is doing some officiating. But in between that was inducted last October into the Tennessee chapter of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. So congratulations for that well-deserved honor there, Coach. But um your background, like I said, it's just it's just really unique to me and, and seeing you around it for a long time and, and it's nice to kind of be able to delve into your, your background. Well, Mo, I appreciate it. And I also want to say congratulations to you for your Sports Writer of the Year Award, which is really well-deserved. Well, I, I appreciate it, Mark. I think it's just one of those deals where if you stick around long enough, those kind of things kind of happen. But um, I yeah. tell them they did up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so, now in addition to wrestling for Coach Carter, who who finished his career as executive director of the TWSAA, um, now were you were you with Greg Wingo at any point over at Overton? We were teammates. Greg was just beyond intense super talented guy and then he came back after school and started coaching there and i started teaching in metro in 87 and after a couple of years um i got a call from mr stanfield at the time the, the executive principal he was my principal when we went there and uh, he asked me to come over and because co- greg was coaching by himself at the time so in 89 i came over and started assisting greg so you got started with Greg and then continued with Ralph. 
that's quite the coaching bloodline there, I guess. Again, wrestling for Carter and coaching with Wingo and Gabriel. and Being in the right place at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> well, those, those Overton teams with James Vance and, and Charles McTory, who went on to wrestle out at Nebraska, I mean, it, it, yeah. I would guess a coach could get a little spoiled working with that kind of talent. You get dizzy working with those kinds of people, both physically trying to go with them sometimes and coaching them. You know, you're, you're giving them encouragement when they were really young. And by the time those guys got to be seniors uh, in, in their own, particularly those two people, um, they're just amazing to watch. Uh, and it, it was just a real privilege to be able to, to be around them. Yeah, I'm not sure how much coaching at the end went on with Victoria. I'm sure that you sometimes kind of got caught up in just being a fan and just watching that guy. Well, even when his first finals match when he was a sophomore, so 28 years ago, um, he goes into overtime against Carlos Thompson. He's the reigning state champion from Cleveland. And we take a deep breath to say Charles. And before you could say his name, they blew the whistle and he shot and it was over. Um, so it's that kind of stuff. He he would just do what he did. <laughs> he 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 was a special athlete, and like he he was just so fun to watch, man. But um, so from there, like I said, taking over your own program over at Franklin Road Academy, and among the guys you coached was um current stock car racer Mason Mingus. How much did you help him with that? Um, I didn't help Mason any with race car driving <laughs> except for at the end of every practice that he was going to have a race coming up, whether he was going to Florida or out West or someplace like that, I'd just say, but man, just don't wreck and don't burn up. I just, you gotta, you gotta come back in here. So that was, <laughs> um, he, he, he's currently a, a CrossFit, a certified CrossFit trainer and, and really good at that kind of competition. But he was, um, from the time I saw him, which is in the sixth grade, and I just basically kidnapped him and said, "You're a wrestler," and said, "Okay." So we we developed him the whole way, and he he was wrestling the whole time and stuff. But he was just like a machine, um, and he was he was hard to wear out. But again, just so much fun to coach. Now, is he still driving, or is he just doing CrossFit? I, I don't know if he's competing as much in a race car as much, because I think he's really invested in CrossFit now. Wow. Um, so I'll, I'll have to check back up on him. I remember asking you about him for one tournament, and you were like, he's not going to be here. He's going to race down at, you know, fill in the blank. And, yeah. you know, it's – um. <laughs> Pretty fascinating that that type of double, especially for a high school kid, I would think. As Nashville evolved, you know, and so the once upon a time part of, you know, the only thing to do on a Friday night in Nashville is go to a high school football game and stuff like that. As, as we moved out of that into so many other things, you know, hockey, you know, kids playing hockey and that, that totally conflicts in the season with the wrestling season or stuff like lacrosse and and things like that, bowling uh, competes with wrestling, um, and all those kinds of things. You had to make a choice, you know. As a head coach, 
you make a choice with somebody, you're either telling the kid, you make this choice, you're either in or you're out with us, or you start making decisions about, you know, do you let them, you know, participate in, in both things. And if you think of the broader good for the entire program, for what's going on for the other kids, how many kids you're going to have in the room, because you've got to have bodies in, in the room to practice and, and wrestling. you just got to make decisions about some of these kids you got to have availability to do some of the other things that they're doing in their life. And so you can either be real rigid with that as a coach or you can make some decisions about, you know, what's, what's best for your program. And I would imagine particularly at a smaller program like a Franklin Road Academy where you're kind of sharing athletes like that, it becomes yep. a little bit more important to have that flexibility right. as a coach. Yep. Our our population wasn't just small. It was it was in the teeny tiny category. So um, it was first day of practice. They were really excited. They were getting a former Overton coach. And we had 30 guys out there. And I thought, man, this is just going to be this is going to be great. And the second day of practice, we had seven kids out there. And I was like, <laughs> where's everybody? Practice is going to be like that every day. And I said, it is going to be like that. And they're like, oh, man. Um, so it's have been short years to get from that to – because I was coaching the middle school team simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time, you know, we groomed the, the better kids and got the – the kids we got in as sixth graders, and by the time they got up to the high school, uh, we we kind of developed. But they were they were willing to put themselves through the mill. I put them through the mill. I mean, we, you know, again with the luck thing because the location of Frank Road Academy is literally in the backyard of of Overton. But down the street you got Father Ryan, and the up, up the street you got Brentwood High School. And if I had to take middle school or someplace. They would let my high school kids come to them. I, you know, coaches just helped me out with that. And that's the best part of the wrestling community as a whole is, you know, you, you may be cross-town rivals. You may be, you know, really after each other all the time. But fundamentally, uh, everybody, wants, everybody wants to do well in it. And as people develop their craft as a wrestler, as a coach, all those kinds of things. It's it's just how you develop that, and it's, it's different than most other things. It's really hard to do. Um, so I, I think all those things is what makes people that get so in love with wrestling, no matter what you do in it. Um, the the payoff at the end of all that stuff that you know, in the end, everybody's just kind of sharing everything with everybody, whether you're at a camp or somebody else's practice or or something like that. But I, even now officiating, um, it is, I can tell you right now, it's, it's much easier to coach than it is to officiate. Um, and all the officials that I've worked with have been patient with me beyond, beyond reason. Um, and offered me, I've tried to take all the suggestions that they've had about how to, how to make adjustments because it's, it's, I've had the referee in a room to set a lineup, which is way different than refereeing a, a competition in a, in a dual match um, mm-hmm. because you're right on people. You're used to being right. And it's just a different set of 
skills and, and circumstances. And it's again, it's it's a craft that takes a while to hone. And we got we have very few officials in the mid state, but the ones that we got that I've worked with have been really, really fortunate because they're really good at what they do. Um, they they really are. We I I think we're like you said, really fortunate to have the officials that we have, particularly in this area, when you think about a PA bowler or you think about a, a Carlos Callaway or some of the guys that you walk in and see and, you know, speaking as a wrestling parent, as much as anything, there are some guys that you walk in and you see them and you know, you're going to get a good call that night. And um, it's, mm-hmm. it's really um, comforting to see some of the guys yeah. that you see across this area i would imagine as a coach you kind of felt that way as well i did um when you're coaching your kids up whoever you have is the referee basically you know you, you're telling the kids you don't talk to the ref we do if you got a comment to make or something like that because that's the way it's supposed to be set up and they're in charge of stuff and whatever their uh judgment is that's that's what the call's going to be and then you just deal with the rest of it and you get get yourself into, you know, higher level of competition. And, you know, just like when you start off officiating that I started off in some middle school matches and start kind of knocking the rest off and stuff like that. Uh, and then you move into some, you know, just standard kind of regular everyday wrestling. But then when I saw you, you know, at Brentwood, that's not regular wrestling. That's, you know, <laughs> elite stuff. And that's different. It's I, I was trying to explain to my dad, he goes, really, what's it like? And I said, well, I've, I've got it. My truck's not as old as Larry Coffee's truck is, and you're the only one that's going to get that. <laughs> but the difference between driving my truck and driving like a Ferrari or something is, you know, it, it's different. Um, different power, different speed, different different everything. Mm-hmm. So not that, not that I can't do it, but you've you got to be on it um, to, to really do them justice. Speaking with Mark Taylor, longtime Overton and Franklin Road Academy coach, 2021 inductee into the Tennessee chapter of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. And Mark, talk a little bit about that. I mean, you talk about honors and um, it's kind of the elite of Tennessee wrestling there. What was what was the emotion like when you when you realized that 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 induction was going to take place and who you were going in with? Well, PA gave me the call um, in the spring, but this was in 20. So, um, the you know, all the NCAA stuff had been shut down and they couldn't wrestle and, and that kind of thing. And I get this call from PA Bullard that he'd been inducted into the Tennessee chapter. But when he told me the other people that were going in my class, uh, Steve Logsdon from Bradley, Randy Thomas from Springfield, and Grace Simons coach from UT when we were in school, uh, Brad Jackson from East Ridge, Jose Delgado from Houston, and um, and Roger Anton the third. He wrestled at, at Science Hill. But those people, um, I coached against them. Uh, I saw them at state tournaments all the time. Uh, I, I admired their programs. I took Stuff. I made notes about the stuff that they did with their kids. Um, had several personal interactions and different decisions I need to make sometimes on the spot and took advice from them. And so it was 
uh, it was certainly humbling and almost surreal, really, for me to be thinking I was I was going in, going in period, but going in with those guys. And you know, we we talked about the fact that you wrestled for Ronnie Carter, went from there into coaching, and and who some of the guys that you coached with. The fact that you coached current Franklin Road Academy coach Austin Markham. Austin's not coaching there now. He's uh, he's officiating now. Oh, uh, but he but he did but he did take the program over for for a time, and uh, it's it's amazing because you may not know this. When I was a senior at Overton, Austin's dad was one of my teachers, <laughs> um, and he got, and he got to Overton. But I got to officiate at a big tournament at Blackman, and Austin was up there, and and. We we were on mat side by side, and it was that was it was kind of weird and gratifying at the same time. Um, and and Austin's an amazing athlete, um, and just a fantastic person. That's great at, at everything he does. Kind of coming full circle right there, huh? Yeah, and you know when we talked about Charles before, and if I track back through people like Tim Drinkwine. Who's, he's currently the principal at, at Grassland Middle School, Dr. Mm-hmm. Dubois. There are legions of legions of kids that I had that are grown men now that have, they drive businesses, they um, educate kids, uh, go to military academies. Um, the thing, again, that wrestling does for you as, a, as an individual is just you, you find yourself in a certain way. Um, I had one kid used to say he loved wrestling because it was, he wasn't real big on fighting, but he loved to play chess. And so it was like, like fighting. It's like, I don't like the fight part so much, but I do like tricking people. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> he was a better technician than he, than he was an athlete. And so you get all these different options. How am I going to solve this problem? Uh, what can I do to be better? We used to say in the room, don't leave here today unless you're better technically or you're stronger or, Fix your technique, something, but but don't leave here any day where you're not at least a notch better than you were before before you went and just set that that goal for yourself. And I think and it just it just carries over into the rest of your life. That's great. Mark Taylor, longtime Nashville area coach, current mid state wrestling official with us here on the first takedown and um Mark, I appreciate you taking some time with us and um, hope to run across you here again before the season ends up. You've been listening to The First Takedown with Maurice Patton. Follow the show on Twitter at First Takedown and follow Mo at MoPatton underscore sports. For more news on high school wrestling and other prep sports, Log on to MainStreetPreps.com.